Hey, chiropractors and marketers, we are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing you an interview with John Morrison. He is a certified story brand coach, and uh, we've been lucky enough to get him on the show, and we really break down what this story branding is all about and how this is going to help you as a chiropractor. You know, you've you've heard me made mention of it a lot on this show recently, reading the book uh, in our Facebook group, and and just kind of uh, I feel like the the aspects of that book and the the teachings are spreading through a lot of the different chiropractic groups and. Um, it's all about messaging, and we're going to really bring a lot of that to you today, and I'm excited about that. Before we do, let's jump into our typical intro. One of the wins that I've had personally and professionally is I got invited to speak at the Parker Seminar in Vegas next year in February around the topic of modern marketing. So that's a pretty exciting one for me for have them to reach out for me and, and ask to speak. So I'm really excited about that. Um, it's one of a few uh, speaking engagements that I have in the books right now that I'm just uh, excited to start doing some of that uh, more often. So that was a big, big win. One of the the obstacles that I'm facing is um, just trying to manage all of that, right? Trying to manage the the private practice, treating patients, and also um, you know some of the uh, more chiropractic profession type things, whether it's recording podcasts or public speaking and the traveling, uh, a lot of traveling coming up. Uh, so I'm working through uh, that and going to probably uh, bring on another doc uh, at the end of this year at some point. So uh, that is in the works. So that's an obstacle, but it's a, it's a good one. It's a good problem to have and, and I'll get it figured out. As far as the Facebook highlight, it's kind of uh, congruent with what our episode is today. And that is we have added John Morrison to our group, so we do now have a certified story brander as part of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Facebook group, and he's going to be nice enough to chime in and, and try to help out when people have questions on that and um, you know, essentially be a, a resource uh, for that. And along the same lines with that, I could have considered this a win as well, but uh, we're going to be uh, combining our efforts, uh, John and I are for a, an event and it's just going to be a zoom event and where we're going to have chiropractors. It will be a, a paid opportunity for chiropractors to jump on this zoom call where he'll be leading it. And I'll be on the call as well, just kind of bridging that gap a little bit for the story brand, uh, to, uh, chiropractic. And the, the date on that is going to be, uh, June 7th. Okay. So it's going to be Wednesday, June 7th at 7 PM Eastern. And the website to the landing page here to sign up for that and see all the details is uh, www.getclear.ca forward slash modern marketing. Okay, so that is getclear.ca slash modern marketing. If you go into that, I'll have that into the show notes as well. Uh, you can reserve your your spot. There is a fee for that. But what essentially what we're going to do is run through the 15 questions that really will help get you clear on your messaging and uh, will obviously relate that to uh, chiropractic and we'll have you know chiropractors on the line and it'll be kind of a good more affordable way of help decipher some of the messaging that you need to be applying to your practice to your business so that you are clear and that your community understands what you do and it'll be a game changer for you. Uh, I've been lucky enough to work with John one-on-one uh, -on -one and in a small groups, and he's helping me get clear. And I felt like I had a pretty good message prior to that, but there's some changes we're making to my practice messaging. So that is, again, getclear.ca slash modern marketing. Highly recommend signing up for you. That's going to be on June 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I will be putting some of this information into the Facebook group as well, but highly recommend it. Um, I'll be on the call. John will be on the call. We'll have a bunch of other chiropractors on there, and we'll be getting clear uh, with our messaging. So uh, without further ado, here is my interview I had with John, and I hope you do enjoy it. Feel free to ask any questions in the Facebook group, and we will go from there. Have a great week in practice, and talk to you next week.
right. Welcome to the show, John. I really appreciate your time. Before we really dive into this, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, both uh, personally and professionally. Oh, thanks, Kevin. Or is it Dr. Christie? Which one do uh, we let's go, go Let's go with Kevin, for sure. Okay, great. So I'm sure people know you as Kevin. I know you as Kevin. And uh, yeah, my, I'm a Canadian, so I do my business here at Get Clear Consulting based out of Vancouver, but we got clients all over the world, actually. And it's really cool to be able to take advantage of opportunities that afford themselves through this digital age and using the internet and leveraging all kinds of things to meet people. One of them is how we met uh, through a Slack channel, which uh, is just really cool. So I think, you know, I'm kind of an opportunist uh, at heart. I, I see things as half full, lots of opportunities, new technologies. While they bring some challenges, I see opportunities. And, and I've always lived like that. So when I read the book Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller, who is actually one of my favorite authors for the last 18 years, my grandma gave me a copy of it, uh, Blue Like Jazz, which was his first book. Many people don't know about it, but he wasn't a marketing guy. He just wrote Christian memoirs for, for years. And then all of a sudden he comes out with this book and my wife and I were on vacation. We were reading it in Maui and I learned all the concepts of how to connect story, which I was huge into story. Uh, and communication, and then read this about how you can use it for marketing. And we were in a transition in life. And so as we were far away in, in Maui, enjoying the beach, I'm just glued to this book. And I said, there's something about this book that I'm so drawn to. And then at the end, he says, you know, if you're interested in implementing some of the stuff that you've learned, uh, you can uh, call up one of our guides to this website. And I was like, who are these guides? They sound like interesting people. Is it they're just hanging out with Don all day? Or what is it? So I heard about the guide training. And it's in Nashville. I got to spend a week there, my family and I made a huge investment so that I could go cut into our savings and everything. And, and it was such a rewarding time, not just to, to spend time with one of my favorite authors, Don Miller, but also to get to learn these resources and how to be a guide. And then I came home and got my first lead before the plane even landed back in Vancouver. And here we are today, I get to talk about uh, the book, and but mostly how to add value to people's businesses by helping them connect with their ideal client. And that's what I'm hoping to help you uh, with your listeners. So that's a kind of a long way to answer a short question, but hopefully I'll be more concise as we go on. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, we obviously met, like you mentioned, on a Slack channel mastermind group, which has been very, very helpful since uh, Dr. Bryce Christensen had, had started that. And he's the one that connected us with you. And it's been a, a really good experience so far. One of the things that we were talking before we started recording was the the chiropractic audience um, listening to this show and in our Facebook group and how the story brands really starting to make it into the chiropractic circle of things about really getting clear on their messaging and and starting to understand how that can work and how that can uh, benefit them and obviously and also benefit their their patients and their prospective patients. Uh, so I really want to dive in right in you know right out of the gates and get to some of the great information that you have for us today. Uh, and I know we've talked about this before, but you say that uh, you know story brand marketing is the biggest marketing breakthrough in years. So uh, why is this breakthrough so important to anyone trying to grow their practice today? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's fascinating that you have a podcast about marketing with chiropractors and that our audience is chiropractors. And uh, one of my good friends is a chiropractor. And not only does he help me with some of my pain and uh, working through getting my joints aligned, but he also runs a business. And part of having a business these days is you need a website, you need a social media presence, and, and you need to form a community around you to, to get new leads and to keep your clients happy, to get them talking, to get them sharing stuff. And so there's this whole side. I mean, people probably go into chiropractic work to save the world, to save people, to help them. And then they find there's this whole other thing, the books, the marketing, all that and so, you know, they have this opportunity then to connect with people online or wherever it is through their marketing material. And they're like, well, okay, what do I say, right? I mean, if you had a website 10 years ago, you were probably a pioneer. If you had a nice looking website kind of like five years ago, you were probably someone who had it together. You had an edge there. But now everybody's got a pretty website, right? You have $40 on some platform and you can have a really nice looking website. But what do you do with, with that website? What are the words that actually go there? I mean, those don't come with the template necessarily. And a lot of times they're created by people with a degree in design. Uh, they, you know, they're pretty good with uh, putting different color palettes together. But how are they with actually putting words that connect with where your browser is going to be at? You know, do, they under, do, they, do they understand how people are thinking? And so StoryBrand gets you right into the, the mind, the heart, the issues that your ideal client is going through and says, this is where you're going to have to start. This is where we're going to connect. 
And we're going to show that we can actually help them work through those issues. We're going to help them solve their problems. We're going to position ourselves in a way that they're actually drawn to us because we are problem-solving people. That's why businesses exist. That's why chiropractors uh, exist because people have broken down bodies. And so the more you can connect with that, if you say, hey, I've got, I've got that problem. I want to go see that person. They seem to be able to solve uh, my problem. Well, if you, when you look at it, look at the material, it's all intentionally there. Eyes, you know, how we connect with people when they have problems and how we lead them to the point that we can help them. It's all very intentional. And that's what StoryBrand, that's why I connected so much with me because people get gripped by story and then they see themselves in that story and say, I want to be a part of that. That's who I'm going to turn to when I need help. So that's why I think it's connected. That's why I think it helps anybody running a business. But in this case, it's chiropractors, right? Yeah. And like you said, it's very noisy out there and you're always trying to get as much attention as you can ethically. You know, we obviously run into a lot of uh, issues with marketing that could be unethical. Part of what I love about the story brand is you're just telling the story that is authentic and you're getting that uh, message out there that will cut through the clutter of, of everybody else in your community. Yeah. And I think it's important, Kevin, to distinguish when when people hear that I'm a story guy, that you know I've branded my company around the power of story. Someone might call me up and say, hey, John, you know, come help me tell my story. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do that. It would be a, just a total waste of money. All we're going to do is create more noise. Uh, people don't actually care about your story unless your story intersects with their story. Because every day you and I wake up and all of our listeners wake up with a whole list of things that we need to do that day problems that we need to solve so that we can win our own personal happily ever after. And that's what ultimately what I care about. That's the the blogs that I read and the social media that I engage with and the websites that I visit and the books that I read as well. They're all geared around the things that I'm interested in that help me solve my problems. Maybe it's sometimes it's how to be a better parent, how to be a better husband, uh, how to manage my money better, how to grow my business, how to do marketing, if that's what I'm interested in. And Facebook is brilliant with this, right? They know everything that we're interested in because they just throw it right in our newsfeed. They learn about us. So StoryBrand really is about doing the same kind of thing, saying, what are people interested in? Well, usually it's interested in having their problems solved. So every story is driven by a problem. And we want to say, okay, what is our client's problem? And how do we help them overcome that? And that's the power of story because we say, no, I'm not going to be the hero of a story. I'm going to be a guide to them to lead them through uh, their story. No one cares about our story. We care about their story. That's, I think, a significant paradigm shift. That's why I think StoryBrand is so powerful because it gets us out of that mindset of I have to talk about me and how great I am and how many awards I've won and how trustworthy I am and cut through all that and say, who are you? What are you struggling with? And how can I help you uh, become great. So, I mean, it's a total different mindset. And that's, that's the story that people care about, their story. It sounds a bit narcissistic, but it's, if, it's, if we're honest, that's, that's, how, that's what drives me every day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the biggest mistakes chiropractors have made for, for many years is they try to promote and tell about their techniques and their types of treatments that they do. You'll see, and I, and I was a victim of this or a you know, definitely ran into this problem when I first started my practice in marketing was it was all about the technique and, and the different modalities that we have and, you know, why our place is the best to go to. And that's just not the best way to, to market it. And, and I've learned that uh, throughout the years for sure. Well, we've heard your confession and we receive it. <laughs> and, and so just curious, what have you learned to do things differently as you've been engaging with story brand material as you've had me kind of guiding you along, kind of helping however I can. What have you learned, Kevin, that that's helped you? Yeah, absolutely. With the story. And I think the, the biggest one was the guide, uh, you know, being the guide and then that they're the hero and that they're ultimately trying to either pick up their baby, cross the finish line, you know, play golf, whatever it may be, work without pain. And that's the ultimate goal. And so from there, I've really revamped a lot of the my different marketing collaterals, whether, you know, I put together the one-liner, which um, I've mentioned a, a couple of times on the podcast. That was a big start for me to get that down. I also have revamped the website. Um, it's not done yet, but we're adding some really good images uh, to it and adding the one-liner, really trying to make that a little bit more of a story. I'm changing up my email automation as well. And then one of the things I did, this was actually a, three months ago, uh, where you know I had gone to the content marketing 
event and I learned a little bit about it, but it didn't get me enough of the understanding until I read the book by Don Miller. And I changed up my blog. And so I wrote a, a blog about Bob the golfer and who is a patient of mine. I got clearance and all that. I didn't use his full name, but we basically told the story of how he's a teaching pro and he had back problems and how he was afraid that, you know, he couldn't teach golf because he, he couldn't. And he was concerned about the time commitment and the money, like all the different things. And so we told a story in the blog about that instead of how I would have in the past just wrote a blog about low back pain. Right. Right. So that was a big distinction was where I told a story about Bob the golfer with back problems and went into that type of story brand, you know, guide, uh, hero plan, all that. And, uh, I really liked how that blog turned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so important to make that distinction that as business owners, as chiropractors, you position yourself as a guide. You're the, I know if you read the building story brand, Donald Riddle loves to bring up uh, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Yoda. They are the guides to Luke Skywalker. He also loves to bring up uh, in the Hunger Games reference, you know, the, your customer is Katniss, and you become Woody from Cheers, right? You are Hamish, who's won the Hunger Games, who knows how to win. He's a drunk, but he's actually pretty good when he's called upon to guide Katniss through the game. So the story is about Katniss and her getting what she wants, which is harmony with her family peace uh, and, you know, overcoming this tyrannical dictatorship through the district. But the guide is so important because without the guide, Katniss is, is stuck. And without the chiropractor, Bob the golfer is Bob the golfer who is in pain and who can't make it past the 15th hole without uh, doubling over and, you know, pretty much wanting to throw in the towel. But he meets you who leads him through his his plan and his recovery. You know, you, some, you give him happily ever after you end up looking like, you know, pretty good. The guide's always the strongest character in the story. I mean, it's the hero that's kind of fumbling around and they're too weak on their own. They can't solve their own problems. They need a a new character to be introduced. And that's where you uh, step in as the guide. And I think that's that's important what you're doing in your marketing collateral. And I I do hope it is uh, paying off for you. Yeah, it's going well. And it it is a big paradigm shift. Uh, Absolutely. I even send out a a welcome letter to our new patients in in the direct mail it's effective, but I'm revamping that. And what I'm going to do with that is actually do that same thing. And I'll have a little template that I can fill out there. I'll change three different things uh, that my staff can then put in there, you know, like the, um, the condition. So that's the problem that they're having. And then obviously the plan I'll put in there. And there was a third one where I'll have a template and then it's just the letters templated. My staff will go in, change those three things that make it unique to that patient and mm-hmm. send it to them. So I'm going to story brand that welcome letter as well. And that was the biggest switch for me was, is being the guide. And I even use that word now in my report of findings. Like when I talk to a patient is like, look, you know, you've got knee pain right now. And I know your goal is to uh, run this half marathon in four weeks. Uh, I'm going to guide you through this process of getting better, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, that, then I go into the plan and so I've even changed my communication with the patient around that uh, story brand. And, and in the show notes, I will put that what you and Donald Miller talk about as far as how the process or I guess the wording goes into the workflow. Yeah, yeah. So. I think, too, um, here's a freebie for you, Kevin. Just a thought is uh, when we talk about the problem, the book actually says it's more nuanced than that because there's actually three problems with every problem. One of the things is that there's the external problem, and then there's an internal problem, and a philosophical. I'll go over uh, those three just for the sake of uh, people needing to know, because I think it is a, a really cool thing that when you're thinking about your marketing. So the first problem is external. This is like the person's pain. Uh, they're limping. Maybe they got a, a sore hip from some arthritis from an old sports injury, or something's happened that their body is thrown out of whack. And that's physical. You can touch that. You can, you know, you can see it. But then there's something else that's more powerful when you're marketing. It's not just, a, hey, do you have pain? It's how do you feel in relation to your pain? What's it actually doing to you inside? You know, Because if you have this lingering pain that you're struggling with every day and you've seen other specialists and, and people to, to help you and, you and you can't get the help that you need or you're getting frustrated because it's taking too long, frustration, anxiety, anger, these are the real driving motivators that cause people to eventually make a change. And if you want to connect with someone, don't just focus on their pain. Say, how does it make you feel because that? And then say, look, I totally understand 
And that's where you kind of gain empathy. So there's the external problem, pain, uh, internal problem, how it, the, you know, it's the spiral of emotions that it sends them into. And then there's the philosophical side, which is, should people feel better? Should we have a recovery plan? Should we uh, have bodies that actually work? Can our joints align? And when things are wrong, it's like, that's just, you shouldn't have to suffer with that. So the word should or the word deserve, those are very philosophical principles that some things shouldn't be the, the case and some things should be the case. We should feel healthy and great and we shouldn't uh, feel depressed and discouraged that we're never going to get better, especially when there's help available. And so those three problems are really interesting because it's not just physical pain. It, I mean, you can get so much more connecting into humanity when you start looking how are people feeling in relation to their pain? So on your questionnaire, I'd say, like, what are you struggling with? Where's your pain? But then how are you dealing with that? And we'll, tell me about your struggles. Because then they're going to feel like, oh, I've never really thought about it in this such ways. And even if you're marketing, it's like, hey, are you feeling depressed that you're never going to get over that bad hip that's caused you to be limping around? Are you, are you frustrated that your buddies make it to the 18th hole and you're stuck in the cart on 14 because you can't make it through? I mean, I get stuck on 14 because I got, you know, I get bad at golf and it just takes too long. But it's the physical part that we really want. You know, that that's really annoying. Yeah. So No, I agree. You know, and chiropractors have struggled because we are not really the mainstream form of care. Like there's still a very right. low, very low utilization rate globally. And I'll just talk to U.S. and Canada. It's still very low and people have other options outside of chiropractors. So you're not just trying to compete with other chiropractors' messages, but it's also the orthopedist, the primary care, the physical therapist, the acupuncturist, the massage therapist. Yeah. Like there's a lot of different things that you're competing with. And so for that potential patient to pick up the phone and, and call your office, they're going to have to be compelled to do that. And because you do active release technique or you do a certain type of chiropractic adjustment, that's not going to compel them to do that. And you're going to have to really do a lot of, uh, you know, push marketing to get patients in the door. And I think that's why a lot mm -hmm. of chiropractors are struggling. And so you hitting on the external, internal, and the philosophical part, that's how you get to the real root of it. Again, they're not even coming in because they have knee pain, right? They're not coming in because they have neck pain a lot of times. They're coming in because of more of that internal and philosophical type of uh, concern that they're having. What What's that causing? What's the low back causing in their life that they can't do? Yeah. And so... Yeah. And then I think even your marketing, like, I don't know the answer to this. I think everyone's different how they market. But are you, when you, I mean, I, this, the, the you, the royal you, the, the listener, when they're doing, creating their marketing material, one of the things you got to question is, are you going after the people who have never tried chiropractic work before? Or are you going after the people who are already sold on chiropractic care and are just looking for the guy in town or the gal in town? And so how do you market Towards that, you got to be thinking about that because when you go through, who's my ideal client? What are they struggling with? One of the things that some people are struggling with is I don't know if I trust chiropractors. Maybe my my mom always told me that it was a bad idea, or uh, maybe my other doctors uh, tried to uh, shoo me away from from the idea. So uh, you really got to fight that. I mean, who knows who they're talking to? I just happened to be sold on chiropractor. We grew up on it in the family. I played hockey growing up, so I always had sore a sore neck or sore shoulders or sore hips or whatever. So uh, you don't have to go after that with me, but I know there's a whole bunch of the population. If you want to target them, then you got to start thinking, okay, what are they, what's stopping them from coming in or whatever, right? So you're identifying their problems and it might be a philosophical or, or something, you know what I mean? So you got really got to think through who your ideal client is in that particular campaign that you're running or on your website. Do you want to go after the first timer or do you want to go after the person who's already sold and it's, that's the kind of question you have to work through. Yeah. And that's what, like, I did that when I developed my, my, uh, one liner. And I'm just going to read that real quick. And I know we've kind of gone over it a few times, but I feel like it does address some of the things we're talking about. And so let me read that to you. Too many people struggle with pain and injuries. We provide effective treatment that allows them to perform well in life, sport, and work without pills, surgery, and high costs. And I added that three in there because those are some real concerns that people do have mm -hmm. with their healthcare is there we're getting, you know, we got an opioid addiction problem epidemic in this country. People are getting kind of tired of the pills. Obviously people don't want surgery and people want to be able to do it with value and affordability. And that's just kind of a 
part of addressing those issues, but obviously we want them to have effective treatment for their life, sport, and work. And so that's kind of we put it in a concise little one-liner mm-hmm. uh, yeah. versus I'm, I'm a chiropractor because there's so many different types of chiropractors. People, Most people don't know what that is. Um, you know, it's just something that uh, yeah. is pretty convoluted. Yeah. And as we're thinking through this through, Kevin, I want you to know all these one-liners are a work in progress. I've even signed off on yours and we worked on it a bit together, but I was just thinking, you know what, you can even add something about the internal problems. Too many people, too many people are frustrated because they're dealing with these never ending nagging pain uh, and injuries. You know what I mean? So like just going after like, or too many people feel hopeless that they're never going to find freedom from their nagging injuries. And uh, if anyone's listening, they never created a one liner or thought it through. The reason why Kevin starts with the problem is because uh, once you hear a problem, we are ingrained to start thinking, well, what's the solution to that problem, right? If I said to you, this this guy, I know he has this uh, struggle with, uh, I just pick something, he struggles with addiction, and he always wondered if he'd ever get free from it. All of a sudden, I bet you a lot of people are thinking, well, who is this guy? Is is he going to be free from it? What's he What's he trying? What's he going to? Uh, is it you know? Is is he is there hope for him? And all of a sudden, we're gripped because we've heard of a problem. And the problem is actually what drives every story. As soon as the problem is resolved in a story, people lose interest. Uh, you know, once once uh, Frodo gets the ring uh, in Mordor, it's kind of like, well, now it's the ticking to the end. The denouement is never the longest part of a of a story. In fact, it's usually the shortest. Uh, and we, you know, once Liam Neeson rescues his daughter, the story's over. We don't really want to see them going for coffee and talking about her boy problems or she's stressed about her uh, college and exams and stuff like that. Right? It's just like the story's wrapped up, every, the problem's over, everything is complete. So you start with a problem, hopefully to hook people, say, I want to know how this ends. So you say, look, most people are frustrated or hope, feel hopeless that they're never going to deal with their nagging problems. I have a solution that allows them to find the freedom and the hope again that they need. Right. So my tagline is um, too many businesses are uh, wasting money using marketing materials that don't connect with people and just add a bunch of noise. I have a proven framework using the power of story that helps them connect with their ideal client and, and grow their business. I switch it all the time, but it's always in that frame, uh, sorry, that two-part problem and solution. Many people or most people struggle with or are frustrated by, but I have a thing or we've discovered or we know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there is a solution to that problem. Okay, good. Now when I have that problem, you know, I'm going to put this in the Rolodex of my, I'm going to put their mental business card in my Rolodex. So when I have that problem, I'm going to go to them. And so the opposite of, of doing that kind of one-liner is simply just saying, well, you know, it's complicated or I'm, I'm another chiropractor or, you know I mean? It's just a missed opportunity. It is. So that, that's using the power of story, not on a website, not on an email, but just solely in communication with regular people. And we do it all the time. Absolutely. Thank you for breaking that down. We love to ask what you do, right? It's one of the, I mean, it's one of the most shallow parts about you, but it is your part. <laughs> there's so many more, you know, interesting things about you, but we just love asking people what they do. And so you have it every time you get asked that you have an opportunity to sell yourself in a way that actually captures attention and gains their interest, you know? Perfect. Perfect. So, all right. So let's uh, take a little bit of a, Step over to a call to action. So what, what does an effective call to action look like in your eyes? Yeah, so a call to action is really saying, let's make this first step. We talked about the plan. Uh, you said every guide has a plan. And so basically, if you think of your ideal client, they're sitting there on the edge of a river. They can look on the other side. Maybe it's they're, you know, they're actually able to pick up their kid again. They're able to play a sport that they used to love. They're able to go hiking with their spouse they want to be there. That's their happily ever after. Oh, if life could just be like that. But the problem is in between where they are and where they want to be is all this raging water and it's rushing and they just like, man, it's hopeless. There's no way I'm going to be able to get across. So the guide comes beside them and says, look, all you see is raging water uh, and it's stopping you from getting to where you want to be. I see three stones that are between here and where you want to be. And the first step is here, the second step is here, and the third step is there. And I'm going to be right here, and I've taken, see all those people on the other side? I've actually taken them across. And so I know that we can get over these three things to get to where you want to be. But the thing is, you've got to take the first step. And the first step is always clear. In fact, you'd point, picture the person on the side of the, of the river just saying, look, there's the first step right there. 
And so we have to be very clear what that is. It's got to be a small little step. It can't be a huge step because they don't have the confidence that it's going to work yet. So it's just something like schedule a call or fill out a form or make an, get you know, uh, buy now. And buy now is a pretty clear one, right? But the problem is many of us are too wimpy in that. We don't really say, we say learn more or investigate or inquire. It's like, well, well, I don't even really know what I'm doing. And I love what Donald Miller always says. He's like, maybe we get this from like uh, millennial guys who are too uh, chicken to ask out a girl. And so they just say, hey, do you want to kind of uh, hang out with me? Do you like things? Do you want to do a thing together? We could do something, maybe anything. And the girl's kind of scratching her head. Be like, are you asking me out on a date? Or like, what are you asking me out for? And so the call to action is simply be very clear about what it is that you want them to do and make it easy to win. I can click a button and I'll, I know exactly what I'm doing and it's doable. Schedule a call. Bye now. Do that. Yeah. What you're saying is don't get into the friend zone with your dates or your customers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and just don't confuse them, right? They, yeah. if, you're, if you're confident that you're actually going to help people, then you have a sacred mandate to actually call them to take the first step. You're going to solve their problem, but you can't, you can't just hold their leg and then push it onto the first rock. You've got to inspire them, empower them, saying, take this first step. And so call to actions need to be frequent. People need to know where you're taking them, right? So it's clear. So I, uh, Donald Miller always says, put it at the top of your website, at the top right, then put it right in the header again. People are like, why do I got to have two call to actions in the same section? Just do it. It works because people need to know this person is trying to take me here. Have you ever been on a website? We've all been on a website where it's like, I just want to call these people, but I can't find the stinking number. I got to go into the contact page. I've got to be looking around all over the place to find where it is. And I can't find it. And eventually just say, forget it. I'm going to go to find somewhere else that's easy to find their number. So they lose the business because it's not clear what it is. But if you put it right there, and I mean, on a mobile phone, you can even optimize buttons where it's like, if I click call now, it actually makes the call. It goes straight on. I mean, that's, that kind of technology is really helpful for us. So put calls to action all over the place. You always want to have a call to action. And not just on your website. Put it in your email. Why do you, what do you want me to do in response to this email? What do you want me to do in response to this conversation? Right? Everything should have a call to action. It's always the first step in the journey of working with you to get to the other side. Yeah, my website, I've, we use something called GenBook, which is an online scheduler. And so right on the above the fold, right on the homepage, Schedule an appointment now. It's got the button for that that stands out. We've got the phone numbers there. And on mobile, they can just click the number. Uh, so yeah, definitely, obviously, very important. I think a lot of people are too soft in their sale, right? So, yeah. And you're not trying to oversell anything. You're just having a call to action. And like you're saying, you're taking them to the step, the next one, and, and go from there. Um, are there any some other important things to note regarding that? Uh, I just think you got to be clear. The victory belongs to the clear. I think in today's economy, when everyone's making noise, if it's just convoluted and it's not, if not, people aren't sure what to do, you, you know, they're not going to do business. They want clarity. They want to know you're taking them somewhere and that you're passionate about it. Uh, one of the examples that is often used in the story brand world is the question of, uh, you know, what did Jeb Bush want to do for America? What did Hillary want to do for America? Well, the truth is not really anybody knows what they wanted to do. As a result, they're not president of the United States. Donald Trump wanted to make America great again, put on a big red trucker hat, and everybody that supported him, whether that they were fans or not, they at least knew what he want, what they wanted, what he wanted to do, and he wanted to empower the country. If you, the, the interesting thing is, if you look at what Hillary wanted to do, uh, when you look at her campaign, it, her campaign message was, "I'm with her." which is interesting because that's positioning yourself as a hero. She positioned herself as the hero, saying everybody should want to be with me, whereas you look at the campaign slogans of some of the successful uh, presidents in America's uh, recent history, it's usually people that have empowered the nation to become great again or to, you know, you can just look at the. It's really interesting. It's, people love to vote for guides. Uh, military heroes don't do well in as presidents, uh, well, they don't get voted in. And yet uh, you, we, you guys love to vote in uh, guides. And so it's just an interesting little sub point. The victory belongs to the clear. Are you clear in your communication? Do people know in every email you send or on your website or in a brochure, your printed material, do they know what you want them to do? And if they don't, you're losing business. I guarantee it. 
Yeah, I agree with that. And then another thing that we talked about in the mastermind group before, and I really was intrigued by this, was the about us section of your website. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, that was kind of uh, a mind blower for a, a lot of the guys. And I appreciated their honesty. It's like, well, what do you mean the about us isn't about us? Uh, it, it has to be about That's what the title says this is about us. I'm like, no, your about us section is not about you. Uh, Nicholas Copernicus with his uh, heliocentric cause homology threw us away from the center of the universe right he said no you earth is not the center of the universe so we should have had a sign there that like there's a bigger picture going on than simply just me so don't make myself the center of the universe even in your about us section well why do i say that because people don't really care about uh, think about this like clorox bleach right let's say about us well we were uh, i'm just making up the story we were started in a uh, 1940s, it was grandpa's recipe, uh, special bleach that he passed on through the family. It, it got the blood from the animals out, off our shirts. And so we passed it on to you now through generations. We've won all these awards, uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't really care about the history of Clorox bleach, to be honest. Unless, when do I care about the history of Clorox bleach? I care about them when I have a stain on my shirt before my big presentation. I don't want to look like a doofus. <laughs> so if they tell me all about their history in no way that it attains to me, if they said, hey, grandpa had a stain on his shirt before a big presentation uh, before the farm committee or something, like that, he's, they spun the story so that actually connected with my present pain, all of a sudden I'm a little interested in the story because now I'm connecting with them in a way that says, oh, you understand uh, my pain. So if they, hey, we used to struggle with this, you know, I'm not, I'm not only the president, I was also a client as well. That's a good about us section. If you're a, you know, in the testimony of you used to struggle with this, then you found a cure, and now all of a sudden you're uh, helping other people, that's a great About Us section. But you have to write your About Us section in a way that says, does this show the message that I'm trying to show that I solve problems? I'm in the problem-solving business. Nobody cares about your, that you love hiking. No one cares about your favorite sports unless you were once injured in that sport and you went to a chiropractor and the chiropractor helped you, and then you decided you wanted to be a chiropractor. That's kind of interesting. But otherwise, hobbies, keep that away. Maybe one line at the bottom for somebody who's interested that you're married uh, and you have so many kids. Okay, a little bit, that's kind of interesting, but it's certainly not the driving narrative of the About Us section. The About Us section is not about you. Perfect. I like that. So let's just jump into a question here that I want to break down. I think this is sometimes we got to always transition into getting down to the nitty gritty and things that sure. we can we can apply, right? So far, we've talked about the guide and the story, and it's just been a lot of great take home information here. So I'm excited about digesting this even more. And so, uh, what are some of the ways that we can apply these ideas to to our marketing? I know we covered some of that, but what are some of the steps that you would say if you were talking to a chiropractor and you say you got to do this, you got to do that? Right. The biggest call to action in the book is to create what they call a brand script. And a brand script is just how your story connects with your hero's story. Right. So you're going to go through the story brand framework, which is um, it kind of outlines the, the seven elements of a story. And I'll just go through that because we haven't really touched on that, but we've given an overview. Uh, oh, sorry, we've gone the specific. So you have a character also known as a hero. They have a problem, internal, external, philosophical. They can't solve it on their own, and so they, they meet a guide, and the guide says, here, here's the plan to get to where you want to be. Here's the call to action, and it's uh, you need to do this or else you're going to fail. You're going to be stuck in your problems. You're going to be stuck on the side of the river. Things aren't going to go well for you. So you know the guide can actually say that because it, sometimes a little bit of fear, a little bit of negativity, uh, failure motivates people to take the first step. If you don't do this, Middle Earth is going to be destroyed by Sauron and his gang of orcs, right? And so you need to be afraid of something going poorly. Or if you take the first step, then it'll be successful for you. So what we do is then we say those are like seven chords. And uh, for those of your uh, listeners that are musically inclined, to know that you learn chords. And then once you learn chords, you can actually write any single, uh, any song. So that's the thing that all songs have in common. They all draw from the same music. They all draw for the same chords. So what we're going to do then, create a brand script so we know the chords and then start creating marketing materials. And, and to do so, we can ask these seven questions. And I've got them uh, written down. We prepared them beforehand. So I'm not, I'm not that good or I can just 
I memorize them. But the I will. First, I will put them in the show notes, though. Good. Yeah, that's great. So you can just copy and paste that. You're you're not that good either, right? You <laughs> no. <can't. laughs> you don't have all the time to just be typing them out. So yeah, the seven questions are this: What do our customers want? Like, do you really know who you're going after? Like, what what do they aspire for? What do they want to be? And what's stopping them from getting there? So what are their external, internal, and philosophical problems? You really got to take the time to go through that. What's stopping them from getting what they want? What's stopping them from becoming who they want to be, the father that they want to be, the husband that they want to be, the, the person engaged in the recreational activities, the friend that they want to be, the, the citizen that they want to be? Is there anything stopping them as it relates to your brand? And so you can really uh, capture that, and then you, you'll have a real good launching point for your marketing collateral. So then you ask the question, how do we position ourselves as a, as a guide to the hero? And so if we go through this together. I always say a, guy, a good guide shows empathy and authority. Empathy meaning I understand what you're going through. You know, I don't even have to go through it myself. I just know that I've treated enough people or I've helped enough people that I know what it's like to have uh, nagging pain in your shoulder or osteoarthritis or, or a thrown out neck. I know, I know these people are suffering. Empathy is important. Me too is a very powerful movement in our culture today based on the fact that you have some suffering i know that suffering either because i've been through it or i just i understand it so that's the empathy side and then the authority meaning i don't just know what it's like to suffer i know that there's a, a way out of it i've trained i've learned i've helped enough people empathy and authority is how you position yourself as a guide to the hero that's question three number four have we created and communicated a clear plan for the hero to win the day so what's the one, two, three? People need threes. I don't know why it is. We just love, we love things in three. Uh, you know, my realtor client I have, there's like 57 steps to buying and selling a home, but we've got it down to three. There's three phases, right? There's the initial phase, the middle phase, and then the third phase always has to be the happily ever after, right? So do people see the one, two, three on your marketing collateral? Because they want to know. If I trust this person with my resources, with my time, I'm taking a risk on them. What, where are they going to take me? So they want to see, this is where this particular chiropractor is taking me. They want to know the process so they can see, here's the one step, two step, three step uh, to get to the other side of the river where I want to be my happily ever after. So then number five uh, question is, uh, are our calls to action clear? Do they know what the first step is? And do, you know, are we compelling them to take it? So it's very clear, this is what I want you to do in response to all this material I've just puked out at you, right? Number six, then, have we identified the consequences of, that we are helping our hero avoid? So some of the consequences, people say, oh, I don't want to have negativity in my marketing. It's like, well, you know what? Some politicians, we have one in, in BC that, uh, you know, his, his party was, was leading, BC being British Columbia, uh, not dating uh, historically here, but uh, in British Columbia, the province I'm from, we had a guy who was heavily favored. His party was favored. The last party that came before him they were tanking, and he thought he was going to run a positive campaign. And he, very, very upfront about that. I'm not going to be attacking other people. I'm not going to say what the consequences of not voting. I'm just going to be flowery and positive all the time. Well, he's not our politician uh, right now. In fact, he's probably mopping floors right now somewhere in a big superstore or something like that. Not that there's a problem with that, but that's not what he sought to do. right? So a little negativity is actually important. It's just like I've heard it said, it's not uh, you don't pour it on. The negativity, it's like salt. You sprinkle it in. If someone does salt well in some bread or on some meat, salt is great. It adds a lot of flavor. Too much salt is overpowering. It'll wreck everything. But a little salt is so vital. It keeps things from being bland. So let people think, you know, what are the stakes if you don't work with us? At some point, put it in as a section in your website or in there. It's like if this could be disastrous. If you have to suffer with lifelong pain and you're going to feel hopeless and, and this is not going to go well for you. Make people understand that. If there's no stakes for, for not doing business with you, then there's no reason for people to do business with you in the first place. That's why your business exists is because there are stakes. And so it's okay to communicate that. And so it's important for people to know that if they don't do anything, if they don't take that call to action, this is what's going to be the consequence of that. And the last thing is, have we helped our hero imagine how we can improve their lives? I think that's so important to have success. There's what we call a success bucket. You fill it with images and ideas of, of people's happily ever after, what it's going to look like when they're there, how are they going to feel when they get there, what's going to be the consequences of it, and then you just pull from that bucket every once in a while in your marketing material. So if you ask these seven questions, I think you'll have a really good start for your uh, story brand framework, connecting with people uh, in the story that they are living in their lives and how you can help them win 
whatever it is that, that they want as it relates to your brand. Oh, that's awesome. You know, and I, that's the type of stuff that I've been trying to apply. And, and it's a learning process, you know, and, but it's such a game changer when you're talking about everything, like you've mentioned, the website to emails to your communication with that patient on day one, even to the point when you're doing, um, I wanted to ask this, this question was video testimonials of patients. There's a mm-hmm. way, there's a specific way of asking for a testimonial, isn't there? Yeah. No, testimonials. I'm glad you asked that because there's two kinds of testimonials. I always tell people the testimonial that you put on your fridge and the testimonial that you put on your website. The ones you put on your fridge, they make you feel great. Again, they're all about you. I love Kevin. He was a great guy to hang out with. His, uh, he was friendly and fun and uh, we had a great time. And I know where he went to college and I'm excited for that team. And, you know, I know he's good at sports and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, thank you for the encouraging note. I'll put that on my fridge and look at it when I feel depressed. But I'm not going to put it on my website. One, it's too long. Two, it doesn't really say much, and it doesn't really compel people to action. I'd say the best testimonials are two lines. First line is, let's just use a chiropractor. I had a backache. Then I went to see Dr. Kevin, and now I don't have a backache anymore. Right? I couldn't golf. Then I saw Dr. Kevin. Now I can golf, and I'm enjoying it. I couldn't pick up my kids before. Now I can and the truth is, you know all those clients. You know the backache. Uh, you know Bob the golfer and what he's feeling today. You know his before and you know his after. So write it for him because Bob the golfer might not be great at words and he might not understand sales and he certainly doesn't understand what you're going to do, uh, how much you're going to use his story. So write it for him and just say, hey, Bob the golfer, does this reflect you? I'd say 12 times out of 10, they say, oh, sure, I'm glad you did it. One, I don't have the time. Two, I'm not good with words. And uh, and three, you know, it probably would have never gotten done, whatever. And I'm happy to support you. I'll put my name by that, even put my picture on it because people want to know it's not just a name, Bob the Golfer, but, oh, there's a picture of Bob the Golfer. For some reason, that just becomes more legit in people's eyes. So people love testimonials. They love reviews. It gets you a lot of traction. I think because of the Web 2.0, maybe because we've seen Google reviews and Facebook reviews, uh, testimonials on your website, people just equate that with the same thing. You know, TripAdvisor and, you know, we read before we buy stuff on Amazon, we read the reviews there. So we're used to reviews and testimonials feel the same, but not all testimonials are created equal. I always say problem, solution, get the job done. If you're a dentist, you know, I had a toothache then I went to see Dr. Wilson. I don't have a toothache anymore. It's amazing. Compare that to Dr. Wilson's great. I love his kids. You know, we hang out. We used to hang out on weekends. We went to high school together. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't work. Put it on your fridge. Makes you feel happy. Don't put it on your website. Perfect. I really appreciate answering that one. That was one thing I wanted to make sure I asked. And half the time, I always forget to ask the question I wanted to ask. <laughs> yeah, sure. No problem. Um, all right. I know we uh, you got uh, a little bit more time. I just want to ask a couple more questions. But before we do, uh, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you'd like to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. I just think reiterating the line that Donald Miller says all the time is if you confuse, you lose. And so much of the marketing collateral that's going out there today is confusing and it's it's you centered and that just doesn't connect with people. So clear and make it about the, the consumer, the client. And that's how you, I think you win today in this otherwise very noisy world full of ads that we're just being bombarded with. Hit people with stories and hit them right between their eyes, right where they're feeling. Or hit them in the heart, you know what I mean? And that's, I think, when you're how you're going to win in uh, your marketing. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. So um, if someone's interested in uh, reaching out to you to learn a little bit more, how can they do that? Yeah, there's a couple of things. I thought uh, a free option would be great. Uh, we have a group uh, that you have a group, and that's how you started your podcast. I have a group called Story Brand Your Business. Uh, it's just a free group. People can join and kind of throw their marketing collateral out there. We have a whole bunch of people, some good, some bad, uh, some to be ignored and, and some gold that you'll get. But you'll get lots of comments. And you put your website out there and hopefully maybe other people contribute. It's just a big mishmash of people that are interested in the book and want to put their stuff out there to get some help. We post uh, resources and podcasts and all sorts of things that, that will help people. So you can join that for free. Also, you can go to my website, uh, www.getclear.ca. And I've got a PDF there called six free changes you can make to your website right away. So six things based on some of the stuff we've talked about today, Kevin, just some things that you can change right away. If you have control of your website or you can send an email 
to your developer, here's some things that will start to get people's attention more, turn your website into a sales machine rather than just something that you're kind of, you know, put off to the side and hope people don't visit, but it's on a web. Uh, someone told you you had to have a website, so you, you did it. No, I think websites can be awesome, and I want to help you do that. And, uh, and so you do that for free. Another thing that if you're interested in something that, that I do, if you want to work together, I'm always up for meeting new people. I love doing brand script sessions. They take two hours, cost about a thousand bucks. Uh, yet it's a huge investment. I think it's one of the cheapest things that you can buy because your investment will be will pay off so much. You can build your your website, uh, your your email campaign, all sorts of stuff. But uh, the brand script session is great. You can just go to my website and just contact me, and we'll do one together uh, over Zoom or Skype or whatever. And and yeah, and then also you know I am a consulting. I have a consulting company, so we're always looking to take on new clients that we believe in, that we want to partner with. We believe in what they're doing. And so I'm always looking for that as well because it keeps life fun to actually build good relationships to, to buy into to businesses and watch them grow. So that's kind of uh, some of the things that we can do. But uh, if just doing this has been enough, hey, it's been a real pleasure to kind of come and talk about story brand stuff. I love doing it. I love talking with you and your chiropractic tribe there that you've got. So I hope it's been valuable. If nothing else, uh, thank you. I can't remember having Yeah, you. no, it's been great. You know, and I, and I could attest to the brand script session because you did that for our, our mastermind group last week. And that was very, very eye opening. And we were all very appreciative of that where you uh, essentially picked apart our websites, which was fun. <laughs> and, uh, it's good to yeah. see, you know, and there's mistakes being made. And so I can attest to the value of it. And, uh, I, I wanted to thank you for that again. And you obviously, practice what you preach because getclear.ca is pretty clear, right? And, that, <laughs> yeah. and and then you got your call to action and you got your free download. I love it. So um, I will yeah. make sure that all that information is in the show notes. I, I truly appreciate your time. This will not be the last that uh, I know you and I will be talking, but I have a feeling we'll have you on the podcast again soon. Hey, it's a pleasure. I love doing stuff like this and it's just fun. Uh, so thanks again, Kevin. And I hope it goes well for your business, your clients, and for uh, your listeners too. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.